Hi, folks. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety during the interview this week, just, just so you know. Um, that's, that's really, you know, about it. Um, and we have animals. I am staring at one right now. What is it? Tiny orange. You tiny orange. There's nothing going on in that head except your need to lick things. So, yeah, they will interrupt. They will make noise. It's just a fact of like, where's Hound? Uh, Hound is right here, okay. uh, curled up. Okay. Uh, the final thing to warn you about is that uh, we swear often at the animals. More frequently at the animals than anything else these days. It's true. And so there may be the occasional F-bomb or similar as things go on. Uh, so, hey, there's that. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 215. I had a chance to talk to Anju um, Kanamala a couple weeks ago, and we're going to play that for everybody in a little bit. Man, it's been almost exactly two months. So, yeah. Time flies. Yeah, I I have a a nice, I I mean, the things I have coming up in the next two months are just awesome. And they keep getting awesomer. So I'm really excited. And yeah, so it's September. First. September 1st. uh, The year is now officially two thirds over. So the funny thing is that by the time people are listening to this, it'll be September 2nd, except in, you know, Australia and Japan, where it'll already be the 3rd. Okay, then, you know. Right. It still stands. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, I feel like uh, compared to last year, we have accomplished a lot. I I am torn between... Yes, we've accomplished a lot compared to last year, and we survived last year, so frankly, that was was amazing. So uh, (laughs) I I am certainly happier than I was at this time last year. How's that? Oh, I think we all are. Yeah, I I mean, we are all, of course, terribly stressed out about the state of the world and various terrible things that are happening, but they were happening last year, too, and it was, and, you know, there were... We actually get a couple of days when no one is staying in our house. It's, uh, it's, it's... Like, like four, maybe five days. It's a September miracle. Yes, I'm not wearing pants. No, and you are on the the seat reserved for you. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm wearing underwear. Look, I don't, I wasn't going to ask any questions. All I see is your long shirt going down to about, you know... To your a, a little below the top of your thighs. I was not going to ask any questions about what was going on under the shirt. It is not for me to question. I mean, you, you're, you're my husband. You're the one person who kind of gets to question. Yeah, but you know, who am I to judge your lifestyle and pants choices? Uh, well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> yes, orange cat. Okay, apparently I'm filthy now. Yes, orange must must groom Kevin. Yes. At least it's my hand this time and not the back of my head. So, um... So how has your week been? Uh, busy. Busy, busy. Although, I mean, work has been work, and I've been just making tremendous progress on my projects at work, and that's all great. And I have... I had a fantastic, um, interview with someone this past Friday that y'all get to hear in November, uh, but I think the highlight so far has been I actually got to go to a concert this week. 
Yes, you you were I, a, a masked up show your vaccine card at the door concert. And saw the bouncers, the staff coming through and saying to people, pull up your masks. Good. Because they had, you know, because it's, you're allowed to, if you, if, to have it off long enough to sip a drink and then it is expected you put it back on. People would just be standing there with their drink and the mask sort of dangling from an ear. Right. And the staff was coming around and saying, no, you, you actually have, just because you have a drink in your hand doesn't give you a free pass. Um, the, uh, the exciting part was it was, um, two bands I'd seen before. One band that was on my must-see list after last year, mm -hmm. and a local band who I didn't even know existed until Monday night. And uh, it was amazing, and I really encourage, if you are into metal, go listen to uh, Infected Rain. See them live if you can. This was their first U.S. tour. Um, their second stop on this tour, only their, so only their second concert ever in the U.S., and it was amazing. Um, and I almost felt sorry for Butcher Babies having to go on after them, because they, they were just so intense and so much energy that I just, I, I was like, I'm exhausted, and I haven't, we haven't even gotten to the main event, because I spent that entire set just moving. Like, wow. Uh, and then Butcher Babies came out, and started and then just worked up to this intensity that was just like, yep, nope, we own it. So it was awesome. You are a longtime fan of Butcher Babies. As I, I am. Recall. I am. And they're the uh, second, uh, the, the second act stitched up hard. I'm also a longtime fan of, so it was just great to see these bands again. Um, yeah, that's, that's a thing you haven't yeah. been able to do for ages. And I know you really miss since so. January of 2020. The yeah. last show I'd gone to before that was, uh, the dead South in January of last year, and then I'd, everybody's trying to pack them in now, because I was looking at my schedule, and it's like, I have one next Friday, um, a tour of a Canadian band that I missed the last time they came through. Um, I've got one at the end of the month. I think I've got two in October, and then like four in November, because everybody's rescheduling, and everything's packing it in, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that... People, go get your shots. Wear your masks. Stop fucking around. Because this is this is what you're doing. You're breaking the system because you're idiots. Now, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners who are able to get vaccinated are getting vaccinated. And, of course, exemptions made if you yes. are one of the poor people who are allergic to the vaccine, in which case everybody else really needs to get vaccinated because you're reliant on the goodwill of everybody, and that's a sucky position to be in. Especially after we've seen the last year and what that yeah. kind of means. Yeah. So, um, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, did you see the bit, though? The bit where a lot of the... Um, so-called anti-vaxxers have suddenly shifted their tunes because they found out that one of the post-COVID problems with adult males and I'm oh yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen a widespread shift in anti-vaxxers because of it, but uh, erectile dysfunction and the kind you cannot fix with. Uh, uh, Viagra or any others. It is apparently uh, right. penile tissue becomes damaged and you cannot get it up. And this is uh, this is a great concern to to many men. And this is oh, God yeah. knows a oh, yeah. uh, th this is not. I am not going to mock anyone who suffers from erectile dysfunction because that's got to suck all the ass. Yeah. And 
I am not equipped to to talk about it, but if you value your junk, get the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so that's I I just found it funny how quickly certain news outlets once that started to come out shifted from the vaccine is evil to go get your shots. Go get your shots right now. I mean, and the thing <laughs> is, I sometimes think that we we are over-focusing on the anti-vaxxers as opposed to people who haven't been able to get time off or whatnot. Yeah, do no, it. no. But the other thing is, when you look at it, we have distributed over oh. 5 billion doses of oh, the yeah. vaccine worldwide. That is in, in a year, and that is, or less than a year since it came out. And basically, that is the single largest public health uh, mission or... or um, surge or operation that's what i'm after operation yeah in the history of humankind like there there has never been anything like that like smallpox took centuries to sort of roll out and you know started with, yeah. with variolation and whatnot this is like i it is it is very important to focus on all the people who haven't been able to get it but i also think that we are missing we are focusing on the doom and gloom and not oh, acknowledging yeah, yeah. nearly enough that God damn humanity, you pulled it out. Like look at that. And even even more importantly, I think along that is that the all of the research and the testing that went into this particular mRNA vaccine is mm -hmm. now is the same technology like it's built on the technology that's in the new HIV vaccine. Yeah, on yeah, the new no, Ebola vaccine. Lots of things are like, are rolling on now that they've 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 Yeah you know, enhance this so much. and Trial uh, by fire and just an amazing, uh, and, amazing and benefit. let us acknowledge that the woman who spearheaded a, the early RNA vaccine uh, yes. work it was a woman of color and uh, saved the lives of I don't know how many millions oh, yeah. of people with it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I, I just, I just... I want everybody to, while not ignoring that, you know, many of the lower income of poorer countries are not able to get enough and whatnot, the the sheer incredible magnitude of what humanity has pulled off on this one, because nothing like this has ever happened before, right. and it is unbelievably extraordinary. I mean, and and those are the kinds of numbers you can't comprehend, like... Five, over 5 billion doses, that's like the Grand Canyon. You go to the Grand Canyon and you can't explain to someone how big the Grand Canyon is and you can't keep it in your head afterwards. It's too big. It, it kind of is. Yeah. It kind of is. Like, just, it, it's too huge. And the, the, the hugeness of what has been accomplished is extraordinary. Um, no, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, and I think that not enough has been, has been spent on the positive aspects because let's, let's face it, uh, bad news sells. Bad news sells. Yeah. Bad Being news mad absolutely at people sells, sells etc. Yes. But yeah. you know, just like go humanity. Yeah. Wow. No, oh, amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. And, uh, yeah. So that's that. So anyway, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to seeing. Several bands I haven't been able to see in years. Some of them are bands that I've never seen before, um, that I was supposed to see last year. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled that I was finally able to 
to get back out. Well, you have a, a, a live music bu- music bucket list, like yeah, yeah. Well, and that's it's, one of your your long term. Yeah, and I've, I've I think I've explained before that I call it the um, the Lemmy Bowie Fry Prince rule because uh, I think it was Lemmy died in December of I want to say 2013, and then Bowie died in January, and then Glenn Fry died in January, and then Prince died in April. Like just those four, bang, 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 bang. I never saw any of them live. And so I made a decision. I said, I'm going to go see all the bands I want to see live when I can, because I kept saying, I'll, I'll see, I'll see Bowie next time he comes through. He'll come through again. I'll see Prince next time he comes through. Right. You know, and, and I, and my, our friend Taurus, who was on season one of the, of this show, um, had said that he was doing more experiences instead of things. Yeah. Because things, clutter up your house things wear out things happen to things and uh you will have you if you you have an experience and you will be able to take that with you forever like i would trade nothing in the world for the experience of sleeping in a yak herder's spare room (laughs) for a week yeah neither would i yeah that was that was extraordinary and has informed so many things in my life since like even the way the way i think about uh uh grazing animals on subsistence areas and whatnot and just the the yeah there is nothing like that and and also the I know I can handle this much if I can survive yeah. being at 14,000 feet in a room heated by burning yak dung. Uh, and plastic occasionally. And plastic. Oh, yeah, they burn plastic, too. Uh, while I, you know, with a... The, I won't go into the whole saga, but if I can live through that, um, I am not quite the wimp that I secretly believe myself to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess that's an important thing, right? As as we are all able to get out more, it's time to, I mean, you know, have those experiences. Like, we've had a year plus of, frankly, things. Yeah. You know, uh, the new Animal Crossing, the new this, the, okay, I, I have done some upgrades to the technology in my office. You know, things, because we couldn't go out. And, and I don't want to like like downplay no, no. like how incredibly like I think Animal Crossing save actually saved the mental health of a lot of oh, us so early on in yeah. a weird way like we could we could go hang out with our friends sort of and visit their little islands and and one of the things I keep coming back to occasionally is uh, can you imagine trying to do this pandemic without the internet and yet people did. A hundred. Well, not this particular pandemic. No, but. but but yeah, but can you imagine us? You know, trying to we we we'd go barking. Yeah, you know, and it, it, like, yeah. and I know people have lived through pandemics before, and they were always horrible. This is also horrible, but it could have been so much more isolating and horrible than it was. Yes, and we, you know. For all that that we complain about, you know, the hellscape of social media. Thank God it was there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Could you? I I couldn't even imagine like having to rely on newspapers and mailing letters to each other. Yeah, or we'd, we'd have gone barking. You know, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So how about your week? Oh Lord. Um. 
You've had a moment. You've had actually, you've gotten a lot done this past week. I finished the book, the horror novel. You did. And I actually felt pretty good about it by the time I finished it entirely because Kevin read it and told me it was scary and built nicely and did not shame my ancestors. And then uh, I made Shepard and Cousin Amy read it and they all, and Shepard would storm into the bedroom and cuss me out and yeah. storm out again. And my friend Sigrid read it and, you know, and so it was, I, I was feeling better about it. So I sent that in. And then immediately got copy edits back on a novella for <laughs> Nightfire called What It Moves the Dead. Did those copy edits. Today, managed to write like 500 words and then got copy and then got edits back for the last round of edits for Galen's novella, yeah. which I then did and sent to the copy editors. <laughs> so, and then yesterday I wrote like 1800 words. And... On top of all of that, I have been dealing with with arranging contractors to do repairs on my mom's house. Oh my god! And which has involved uh, a lot of trying to chase down contractors by text and whatnot. And oh, and yelling so much yelling. Yeah, and the and State Farm is being bitchy and everything about you know the why is there not upkeep? Well, because it the upkeep is literally scheduled and yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's been a lot, but I think I have sorted it all, mostly, I, and uh, so there has been the combination of trying to write words, trying to hand things in, trying to keep up on the other books that I need to keep writing, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, but yeah. I now have three months to write basically whatever I need to write, like, I can write on anything. You know, I, I am working on the next Paladin novel, but I could also turn around and work on a novella or something if I wanted to, or some other idea I have. I get three months of working on whatever I want. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then I have to start the next uh, fantasy novel for Tor. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's. But three months, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was... um. One of the upcoming interviews, and I'm so excited about this one, is John Scalzi. Mm -hmm. And he had just finished his book for the year when we were, when we were talking. And so uh, even he's like, I, you know, he's still writing because uh, let's face it, all the writers I know, none of them are going to stop writing. Um, but it's not a, he doesn't have a deadline or a deliverable right now. So it's much more. Yeah, I, you, I could really feel sort of less of the tension in him than when we had started emailing yes. back and forth, and he was like, I am under deadline right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and, I, I, oh. the, the relief of it is handed off, I have checked my schedule three times, and I have three months that I can just work on whatever the next project that catches my brain is and, you know, self-publish it if I want or sell it to somebody else once it's far enough along. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I am not quite at word count for the week, but I think in between all the copy edits, I am still sort of out and, ahead. And you did take at least one day off last week? Um... Technically, that was the day I went grocery shopping and ran errands. Did you write at all that day? 
No. Do you need to take a real day off? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... I, I had a real day off this past Friday. But I'm not under deadline, so so just writing whatever I want doesn't, you know, is fine. It's it, it, uh, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I see. Okay. it's fine. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have this great interview. Yes, we should. We should go to the interview. Yeah, we're we're gonna I'm gonna, we're gonna talk to uh, Anju, um, who is a podcaster, a writer, and uh, also has a terrible fountain pen habit, just like me. And we'll have that for you right after this. folks. I am here with Anju. Am I saying that right? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Um, who has graciously volunteered after writing in and listening for a while to talk about how she stays productive. You know, the funny thing is, I know nothing about what you do. I'll, I, I just, this is like, yeah, so can you <laughs> introduce yourself and tell us what it is you do? Sure. So my name is Anju Kanamala. Um, I work in marketing. I am a writer, although a lot of my day job involves much less writing now and a lot more reviewing what other people have written. Um, when I'm not working, I have an urban container garden. I have a podcast um, called Principia Prepostera which is a short fiction podcast about mad science and the best science. If only we could all do mad science. Um, I think if we could, I would have become a scientist. Um, and I have assorted hobbies of that. I'm serious about to varying degrees of uh, fountain pens, knitting, napping is a hobby, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> After this past year. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. It's been quite a year. So we're so what you're saying is that we're going to have that fountain pen moment in this talk at some point, aren't we? We probably are. Sorry okay. to all of the listeners who are not into fountain pens, but you <laughs> knew what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah, really. So you got a lot going on. How do you keep the, yourself organized? Um, sometimes poorly, but I. I have a lot of notebooks. Um, I'm currently using a disc-bound system. Um, prior to that, I was using sort of a bullet journal, but I found that that was just not quite flexible enough for me. Um, so I keep a notebook, but a lot of it, I'm heavily dependent on Google Calendar, as I think a lot of people are. Um, yeah. And I also use um, Google Docs and Google Keep. Um, so I do use a lot of Google products, even though I am a Mac and iPhone person. So um, sort of using all the systems, I guess. 
Um, for podcast stuff, I also use Trello. Um, I use an app called Notion, which I don't know if too many of your listeners are familiar with it. I only learned about it last year. But it's, I, it's been, it, it has been coming up in the strangest places. It is all over the place now. Like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it, um, it's, it's interesting. I originally started using Notion to see if I liked it better than Evernote, and I like it for different reasons. Um, I, I do use Evernote, um, although much less than I used to, but Notion is pretty good at doing things that are sort of like databases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I keep track of a lot of garden stuff on using Notion. And um, I use LastPass because I didn't for a while, and I don't know how I survived without it, honestly. Um, I made the switch to 1Password last year mm -hmm. uh, from LastPass because I've just gone all in on Macs everywhere, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it just seemed to make sense. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Um. I have used Habitica from time to time, but one of the things I have found with myself is that I will use a system for a couple of weeks, sometimes even a couple of months, Mm -hmm. and then it will stop working for me, and then I have to go to something else. So um, I've also used, you know, the built-in reminders app on, on the iPhone, so, but every couple of weeks I end up having to change things up. I think the one thing that I've used consistently for years and years and years is Google calendar. It's, it's funny at this point, I'm kind of in the same boat Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why, like I should probably just look at Google tasks because it's right there and integrated, Mm -hmm. but it, I don't think it talks to reminders, which is the big thing. It's like, I don't want to have to open on my desktop or something, a separate app because I use all the desktop apps. I don't use the web interfaces if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to have to worry about a, a third party app, but then reminders just doesn't quite do it. And Google tasks is not great. And it's like, mm. Yeah, I have occasionally used Todoist, um, but it's not one of the things I'm using now, again, because it worked great for a while, and then it didn't. Yep. And, you know, I think that's just sort of the way I am. Like, I'm one of those people where every couple of months I have to change it up, or else I just stop paying attention to things. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a lot of tooling. It's a lot. I mean, I I didn't realize it was that much, and then I sat down and made a list to make a lot of lists, and um, it's like, oh yeah, this is a lot. Do you, do you use any of the automation tools with all, any of it? I don't with most of these things, but I do mm-hmm. use some automation tools for other things. Um, I so um, I have my garden set up with a Docker hose system that's on a on a timer and it's a smart timer and I'm always a little reluctant with smart tools because on the one hand that it like inviting the internet onto things where it may be like, does it really belong there? (laughs) Um, and 
the the one thing I have found really useful is the smart water monitor because it will know when there's rain in the forecast and therefore not water things. Um, yeah. So that has been useful, but um, and I do like the fact that my plants are getting watered before I even get out of bed. That's pretty cool. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I do that and I do a lot of automate, like automatic bill pay. Um, because I'm not sure I can be relied to relied on to remember those things. Actually, I'm sure I can't be relied on to remember those <laughs> things. Um, do we have to do the eye rub right now, Sergey? Really? <laughs> oh, <man>. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have. <laughs> I have two cats who I'm not sure where they are. Probably being tripping hazard somewhere. Yeah. So you've got Trello for the podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in on this one because I I found a neat thing. And so now <laughs> I want to see how how everybody else does it. How, how do you do you do any automation around like post processing or anything? No, I mean so the podcast sort of started out as a like a random suggestion. So a friend of mine was like, we should get into podcasting. That's how you make the real money. Joking, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can see how rich I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I was like, well, if we're going to do a, a podcast, I want to do one about mad science. Um, and um, I had listened to The Hidden Almanac for years. And <laughs> I love The Hidden Almanac. Um, and uh, this might be the time for a content warning. Um, I had some issues with anxiety and trouble falling asleep because, mm-hmm. you know, my brain would do that thing where it will think of all the terrible possibilities. Yeah. And listening to The Hidden Almanac was a great way to sort of get my brain to calm down. So um, I would kind of save up episodes and listen to them when I was having you know, particularly rough nights. So, um, thank you for that. <laughs> you're very, oh no, you're, you're, you're making me tear up. I'm, I'm always just so flattered and gobsmacked when people tell me things like this about this, again, uh, this, this, Jesus, look at me. I'm having to wipe my eyes, take off my glasses, wipe my eyes. Look what you've done to me. It's almost <laughs> as bad as Dino. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, we started it on a on a whim, on mm-hmm. a, as a as sort of a joke. We didn't know what it was going to turn into, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just I'm so happy, I'm I'm so thankful that we were able to entertain you and and make you happy. That just I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but in relation to your question, we had no idea what we were doing when we got involved. We were like. Let's just give it a shot. And um, so I, I, so we edit in GarageBand. And okay. a lot of time was spent like, okay, how do you do this? Google, how does this work? Um, oh, yeah. And, That's how I learned it, yeah. Um, you know, I, like I, I don't think there's a manual, or if there is, then didn't find it. Um, so, you know, it was just sort of like, let's try this. Let's let's see how this works. Yeah. Damn. And so, yeah, what we did. 
Uh, and you know the frustrating thing is I'm like, it, I have been really big on I will use open source tools and support the open source movement. And I keep going, I kept going back to GarageBand hmm. because it's just so stupid easy to clip here, drag and drop there, push the button, boom, it's on disk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I've, I've even tried like other programs that are supposed to, oh, yes, this is the most powerful podcast editor in the, and I'm like, no, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. that's, there, there's too many options. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even GarageBand has so much that I have not learned how to use. So, oh, oh same. At some point, it may become not the right tool, but at this point, it's doing what I need it to do. So, yep. Oh, no, I, I, I am this this recording. So for the folks at home who don't know, I use uh, I've talked about this. I use something called BlueJeans, and it has built-in recording. And I will download the video, and then I will take the video into um, VLC, and I will strip off the video and export the audio only, and then I just drag and drop it into GarageBand. Boom! There's nice. the interview. You know, and so it's it's. A, a reasonable workflow. I've been really pleased with it um, because it just between like putting the tools together, it was just like, oh yeah, if I can drag and drop into GarageBand, as long as I have a uh, an audio recording, it's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah. All right. So there's all that, all those tools, all that stuff. But I bet there are systems and habits that go with them. There are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face, just, eh, maybe, I don't know. It's <laughs> I feel like I am, I feel like I am not actually a very organized person. Um, I also often feel like I'm not a very productive person, and sometimes that's on purpose. Sometimes it's like, yeah. I could be productive, or I could do nothing, and... There's a lot of value in doing nothing, in my opinion. I, I was going to say, it's it's not like I was doing the final listen-through and finishing a badge image this morning, two hours before release time or anything. No, everything is done days in advance. It is totally not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. There, you just You have to have that downtime, right? Yeah. And that is something that I've honestly over the last year and however many months it's since since March, whatever, that's something I've realized is that like sometimes you need it and sometimes you just can't do anything else. Right. Um, but I think um, some of the things that have been really important for me personally, uh, meds and therapy, because I. Right. You have some issues with anxiety and depression and, um, you know, I, for a little while, medically supervised, I tried, you know, coming off my meds and uh, it worked for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, no, this was a bad idea. Right. So I'm familiar um, with that. Yes. So I think those are those are sort of my like key foundation things. Um. I find that I do really well with routine, Mm -hmm. um, but then I also get bored. Um, So (laughs) then I break my routine and then I'm like, nope, have to go back to the routine. Um, 
routine has been really hard in like recently um, because I no longer have a bus to catch, excuse me, since, uh, you know, I I live in a city. I live in um, Philadelphia. And uh, so, you know, I'm fortunate in that, you know, we do have decent public transportation. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. Um, And um, but I no longer have to, you know, be at the bus stop or I can just walk down the hall to my um, computer now. And so that's not been as easy to maintain the routines. Um, I have a couple of essential things that I try and make sure I do, namely cleaning the litter boxes, feeding the cats and doing the dishes. Right. Oh, yeah. No. And then um, the other stuff kind of gets fit in in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and then I mentioned the automation for the watering of the plants and mm. so forth. So. I can get other people to do or other machines to do things. I'm all for that. Yeah. One of our, one of our, our things that work, um, uh, I'm, I'm a site reliability engineer, right? So we're like, get rid of the toil, make robots do it. Mm-hmm. Right? If a human doesn't have to do it, then let's make it so that a human doesn't have to do it. Yeah. And also robots make fewer mistakes with the sorts of things we do. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, like, oh, yes, we need to add 15, or we need to add capacity to one of our cloud providers, or, yeah, one of our cloud deployments. Okay, great. So, human, there's 30 steps. Robot Mm -hmm. runs a command, and it all happens without us needing to. And, wow, that is, yes, you you have kitty problems the way I sometimes have kitty problems. Yes. It's a very lovely kitty cat, though. For the folks at home, this is Leo. Um, Leo has decided that the microphone is extremely interesting. Um, and yes, Leo has attended many of my work meetings over the last year. I think my coworkers are probably more familiar with Leo's face or possibly butt than mine. My face, not mine. Yeah. Orange, orange cat this week has been extra needy and... Like, I'm trying to run a status meeting, and there's an orange cat, like, in my face, timing on me, and I'm like, no, we don't need to see cat butt right now, holding my hand over her backside, and she's, you know, it's just like, no, people don't want to see that. Please stop. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you, Sergi. Please don't, yeah, don't, don't look at the other cat. You'll just get mad. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you broke your routines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, I think by the time I actually get... So I've been working from home for like the last... Since last March of last year. And right. um, you would think I'd have it down by now, but eh. Um, so who knows? At some point... In sorry. all honesty, right? Um, my first work from home or work mostly from home job was in the early 2000s and yeah the first like two years there was a lot of juggling there's a lot of adjustment there's a lot of getting used to it um it is very difficult it 
and you know at the time um you know it wasn't the right fit but i learned mm-hmm. and you know how to sort of make it work and it but yeah it took 2 3 years total to really get in the groove and then mm-hmm. um when this became you know when i got my first 100% remote job um you know i still had to adjust but it was better because i sort of already had experience with it right mm-hmm. but yeah no there's there's a definite learning curve and no it not everybody is suited to it and um and it's hard especially if you if if your if your introduction to working full time from home was welp don't come into the office tomorrow because plague right yeah that 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 doesn't give you sort of the the like it there was i'm trying to find the right words right there was an expectation the first time i went into it where it was like okay i work from home now it wasn't thrust upon me it was sort of a like we literally don't have room in the office anymore mm-hmm. and since you can work from home why don't you just do that mhm okay right and so it uh, but there was there was like a build up to it and so it wasn't like just i really feel sorry for the people who were just told don't come in we'll tell mm-hmm. you you know when until it's over you're working from home just go like that's you know straight into the deep end yeah yeah for us for me it wasn't as bad since we'd um we weren't re- we were mostly an in-person office but you had the opportunity like once in a while to work from home like if the weather was you know if it was going to snow yeah yeah a couple you know whatever was considered unreasonable for the area um so, ugh, Leo, you need to get up. Sorry. Writing hand as a pillow right now. Seriously? Fine, I'll move the paper under it. It's fine. Just don't get mad when my arm moves. Don't put your claws on me like a threat. Both of us are having cat trouble right now. It's it's kind of... I'm... <laughs> I'm strangely not surprised, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. We're saying yes. in-person office and had the opportunity to work from home occasionally. So, yeah, like, you know, if you wanted to, like, work from home instead of taking a sick day, then that was an option. Not that I recommend that for no. anyone who's listening. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I had... I at least had a setup at home. Like I had a desk, I had a second monitor so that, you know, I could just plug in my work laptop and get rolling and it was in a different room. And so it wasn't like I suddenly had to like find a spot to work. (laughs) Um, Like I know a lot of people who suddenly their dining table was also their work desk. So. Uh, Yeah, no, it's that sort of happened with Ursula. Because their mm-hmm. coffee shop closed. Yes, yes, you know, that's um, that sucks. Now that she's she's suddenly she has been walking on air since they reopened. To you can come in now and sit down and have your coffee and work. It's just mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, amazing. So, 
yeah, coffee shops were one of the, the things that I realized I missed the most because there is something really nice about just going somewhere else and writing or pretending to write and eavesdropping on everything that's going on around you. I had to, we had power go out yesterday, day before yesterday. And so I went up to the coffee shop to work and I did not realize how good the noise canceling on my headphones were until I kicked it on for uh, our standup. Mm-hmm. And it was like, suddenly I couldn't hear anyone talking in the coffee oh, shop. Wow. And I'm like, dude, um, <laughs> AirPods. I'm just like, you're kidding me, right? Um, just, wow. So, but it's also important to kind of have that when you're trying to at least focus on a meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That, interestingly, is also, um, that was one of the hard parts um, mm-hmm. about going to an all remote thing is that I would often go to meetings and not bring my computer and I would take notes on a notebook, Mm -hmm. um, partly so I could use my fancy pens, um, for, (laughs) but, um, that is, it's, I find that I focus better with a notebook than Mm -hmm. now everything's on screen and it's a little distracting. I mean, I still, I, I, I still take lots of paper notes, as, um, uh, especially during the interviews, because I'm a loud typer, and it's actually difficult for me to run a meeting and take notes for the meeting at the same time, unless I'm writing. Like, yeah, if I'm trying to type, it's, you know, I'm a little more self-conscious about it, especially because it's always, well, we're going to share the agenda and update the doc as we go, and it's like, oh, don't make me do this, don't make me do that, okay. Um <laughs> Yeah. Sergey, do you want my pen to chew on? Is that what you want? There you go. Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's what I thought. Speaking of pens, tell me about these fancy pens. <laughs> I actually, so I don't go as fancy as some people. I try. So part of it is that, mm-hmm. um, okay, my favorite pens are the Pilot Kakuno and the Twisby Eco, um, or oh, Echo as God. some people call it. Yes. Um. Those are two of my favorites, and I I have some more expensive pens. Um, I have um, I've tried a couple of different brands, like I've tried some of the Lamy's, and mm-hmm. but I still keep coming back to like the Twisby Eco and the Pilot Kakuno, and it's like they just work, and they're the kind of pens where I don't feel bad if the cat knocks it off the desk, which they will do, right. oh, or yeah. If, you know, if I accidentally lose it, I will be sad, but I will not be, like, heartbroken, Um, you know. So, um, but they also just write really well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's just a very nice writing experience. Um, I still keep around some ballpoint pens and gel pens because they're the fountain pens are not perfect for every writing task yeah but <laughs> I, I found out the uh, the hard way doing my um doing my paper calendar updating my monthly calendar and then highlighting things that oh yeah the ink the black ink I'm, is not waterproof oh yeah so yeah. Um, it so it's got like it starts as an orange line and then it just gets darker and darker as i go across you know the week of this is my on-call week oh dear god it's yeah um mm-hmm. so um 
there are inks to address that. I just haven't put them in the pen yet because I don't want to empty out a pen the hard like the hard way. I want to I want to write it out before I put a different mm-hmm. ink in it. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people who also does like the different color inks. Um, I've actually bought a lot of ink samples rather than bottles because yeah. Then I know. Um. No, no, because I I broke down and bought the writer's blood, mm. which I love. Lots of love for that for that particular ink. And at that point, then it was done because I'm like, well, I wonder what other colors I can get. And saw um, the company that shall not be named that starts with an N. Mm-hmm. Has a uh, a nightshade. Yes, a that deep is... dark purple. Mm-hmm. And I have been now been looking for for replacement for that purple, like something dark, the color of a belladonna berry, for a while. Picking up samples at at Goulet Pens because Goulet Pens is like a dealer with samples, and yes. um, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the it's the um, I this is how far I've gone. I I picked up a platinum pen specifically for the purple, and I've got the writer's blood in at least one Lamy and one Eco, and uh, the rest is currently Lavender Raven Black. Mm. So, <laughs> but I have samples of archival quality black inks now that I need to that are yeah, I've fallen mm-hmm. into it. I tried to avoid it. I couldn't help myself. I will. You may. You may not be happy that I'm telling you this, but I'm going to risk it. <laughs> yeah. I have found that Robert Robert Oster Deep Purple mm-hmm. is a nice dark purple, and really? uh, in certain cases, it's almost black. That's the one. Yeah. So there was. Uh, yeah, there was an article that explained the numbering system for Sailor Inks, mm-hmm. and I then spent probably two hours going through the numbers, putting together the numbers in what I thought would be right, and then looking them up. And um, and then the lovely people at uh, oh god, what's the place in New? There's this little place in New York where someone basically took every single pilot or every single Sailor Ink. Did a swatch on a big board, all of them, and then oh, wrote wow. the numbers down so that you can literally look at all of them. And I'm like, okay, so if this numbering guide is right, I want this one right here. And I'm like, oh, so now I got to order that one as soon as I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it comes back in stock, apparently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's um. The search for the perfect purple. I I feel your pain. Yeah. Yes. We'll see if my my tattoo artist can do dark enough because I'm putting. Um, I don't know if you can see the outline. Our current current outline. These are all nightshade flowers. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm gonna see if we can we can do a bell, belladonna flower and berries and. So yeah. Very nice. Right, so Deep Purple, TWSBI, which I love, the Twisbees. I am so happy. I don't have a Kakuno yet, though. I really like them. The, the writing is very similar to a Pilot Metropolitan, um, 
but for some reason I like the shape better. Um, I have relatively large hands for a woman, I guess, or really possibly for anyone. So I find that the (laughs) Kakuno is a little Mm. bit longer and uh, it just fits better in my hand. Um, So, you know, I have tried a lot of really cute mini pens that look adorable and they're, they're just so cute, but they just don't fit in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. So one of our friends and I, I, one day I will have her on the show. She is a English teacher in Japan and had not gotten the bug and was like, well, I'm thinking about trying what's a good starter pen. And then went into a pen store in Japan, and it was almost over right there. <laughs> um, so she she has been you know strong. She's been staying strong, um, but now then she had to go get ink refills, and that was a whole other experience. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's so. it can def it can definitely be a rabbit hole. That's for sure. And a money hole. I'm not going to lie. It's true. I I have, yeah, no, I I have some very beautiful, not as expensive as they could be pens that write really well and a couple that write like absolute crap. They're just fun to look at. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someday I'll be able to afford that Namiki I want so bad. Ooh, they do nice ones too, yes. Well, I mean, it's Pilot. Yes. That's yes. that's the secret I found is that the the pilot Namiki nib is so good because it's basically the same nib. <laughs> yes. I did I did recall that. I think their inks are also actually, if not the same, very similar. No, no, when I buy when you buy like pilot ink cartridges, they, they are Namiki ink. So yeah. and the bottles too, and I'm just like why would I buy the expensive pen? And I looked at it and said, That's why you buy the expensive pen. I've seen pictures. I've never seen one in real life, but they are works of art. That is for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the year of the rooster pen that's that's killing me right now. That I love but cannot, in any way, shape, or form, afford. That's like three of my kids' college payments for that phone. <laughs> I believe it. Not phone. F- a pen. I'm not buying a phone that costs as much as his college does. Yet. <laughs> I don't know. They both seem to be increasing. They both seem to be increasing at the same rate, college and phones. Yeah, really. Um, so, um, do you do you do anything after the workday or after theoretical workday to like wind In down? The, be- the wind down. It depends. I mean, I I try to be as diligent as possible about signing off of work. Um, and then, um, usually I make it a point to step away from my computer, um, uh, my work computer, at least if I want to go on my personal computer, that's fine. But, um, I try to, I don't know that I have a real wind down routine, um, but I try and maintain a sort of work life boundary, even though, that is a little bit harder these days. Um, 
So I don't have work stuff on my phone. Like I don't have work email on my phone. Um, don't have the work chat. So that is helpful. Um, and usually pretty soon after work, I, these days it depends. I mean, in, in the before times I had like a routine where, you know, on this day I would go and go to my writer's group or, On another day, I would like volunteer at the library or I would do this. And these days it's uh, much more, I'm going to step away from my computer. I'm going to go, you know, chill on the couch with my cats. I might, uh, you know, make dinner, read a book, try not to stay up until 2 a.m. finishing the book. Usually fail. I haven't done that recently either. Mm -mm, Nope, not here. Um, so, you know, there's, so I, I don't know that it's a wind down routine, but I do try and maintain that sort of work is done and we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. I've, I've hit a point where I literally have to say, okay, it is X o'clock at night. Just close out anything and everything and read and listen to music or play mind numbing casual games and listen to music. Nothing just to otherwise I'll be up until, you know, three in the morning, four in the morning. Yeah, that makes sense. And yes, I do a lot of those like lighting matching games that are ubiquitous for phones. Mm-hmm. And, and I found a great multi solitaire so I can, you know, it's just like, well, I'm bored with this particular version of solitaire. Let's play spider for a little while. Let's play, um, you know, uh, thirty thieves, mm-hmm. or you know, or whatever. Just, just so that I'm not, uh, I don't get too frustrated if one is particularly hard. Forty thieves apparently is my my nemesis right now. I think I've played something like two hundred, three hundred games in one eight. Hmm. <laughs> Good to know. It's a vicious one. It's a tough one. Yeah. Thirty. 40. 30 thieves is 30 thieves is one deck 40 ah. thieves is two decks same mechanic um, I, I will link to it for those of you who, who want to find out about this particular vert solitaire game I will link to them in the show notes um, uh, and I will link to my uh, my it has a whole bunch of solitaire games in one app. I would definitely be interested. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Um, so I think we've covered the routine. I don't think I need to ask you like what a typical day looks like or how you decide what to do first. I mean, maybe we can. What, how do you decide what to do first? Um, so, well, after I wake up, I usually do the personal care stuff. For example, doing my hair, brushing my teeth, all the standard stuff. Um, I take my meds. And I am a tea person. I do love coffee, but I can't drink it anymore. Um, But, um, and then for work, um, so 
I work with a group where we use Basecamp for a lot of stuff, which... I'm so sorry. You know, it's... It's one of those things where it's like, it's... It seems to work, so we just keep going with it. Um, the one thing about it is that it gives you checkboxes, so... Oh, I don't yeah. have to remember what I'm supposed to be doing because a project manager or someone else has given me a checkbox. <laughs> so it is often prioritizing the checkboxes, like which checkbox do I want to attack first? Um, and honestly, I run a lot of my, the rest of my life that way in terms of like lists and checkboxes, mm -hmm. even if it's on paper. Um, so there is something really satisfying about checking everything off for the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I it's definitely got its limitations. Um, if it can result in just flooding your inbox. Um, via, so, you know, I I end up setting up a lot of filters on my work email. Like, I think everything for Basecamp just goes to one folder because... If not, I will never find anything else. It will just be... I, I do the same with GitHub. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we all of our code is based in GitHub, so we have to... It's just like drinking from the fire hose. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think, fortunately, Basecamp, at least for what I do, is not that bad. Um, yeah. You know, but it's... There might be a better system, but then everyone would have to like go to a new system and yeah, yeah. Well, there is there is some with things like that. There is some sunk cost fallacy going on. Like we have mm -hmm. always used this. It's what we know. It will cost us too much to change, even though you know it may not be. I I have no idea about their technology stack anymore. I haven't looked at it in years because it turns out well. I mean. I'm sure everyone saw what it turned out about earlier this year, and we're not going to discuss that on this one. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and, again, you know, some of it is also corporate, like, what are we allowed to use? Yeah. And so, and which I totally get. Like, you don't want something that has some sort of security hole or has some sort of liability. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know... So, so the nice thing about it, though, is I guess in terms of prioritizing, like what you need to do in what order during the day, that's actually not something you necessarily have to manage because there are other people who are kind of managing what those priorities are because uh, outside of that. Right? Yeah, that is helpful. Um, I have found. Um, over the years that a good project manager who can prioritize things and, mm -hmm. you know, can tell you, listen, if you only have time to do one thing, this is the thing to do. That yep. is great. Um, so yes. Um, shout out to the good project manager there. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn to be a good project manager. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for the fun questions? Yes. All right. So let's talk about advice. 
Um, what's the best advice you've been given and what's the best advice you'd give somebody else? A lot of them are the same. There's a lot of overlap. Um, two pieces of advice that I have found generally useful are don't panic and always carry a towel. Um, (laughs) I have modified carrying a towel. In my case, it's usually like a washcloth because that fits better in a purse. Oh yeah pocket sometimes i like having a cloth handkerchief um especially in the summer when you must dab your forehead and yes yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of the uh the i i'm that you can get them other places but i always think of rei first the little tiny super absorbent towels so mm-hmm. it looks like a washcloth and you can dry a, an entire human body and their hair with it I need to look into those. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. I um I became a convert one time when I was waiting for a train and there was a downpour and I had my towel because I was yeah. I was actually going on a trip but it's like oh I can just actually dry myself off um or at least not be quite so soaked um so yes if if you can manage to carry a towel I recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, I've gotten a lot of great advice from this show, actually. Oh, really? Um, oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wow, I'm happy. Again, um, I'm, I'm, I'm making the starry-eyed. I can't believe they like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the highlights are probably... I've heard this a couple of different ways, but perfect is the enemy of the good or perfect is the enemy of done. Yeah. Um, I've really tried to internalize that. I'm not sure that I've succeeded, but... It's, I think that's been really worth remembering. Um, I think, I also think I heard this on the show. Anything worth doing is also worth half-assing. Um, I, that one should stick in my mind, but huh. I, it might have been. I would, Maybe. I would look it's, through the notes, but it's, it will take a while. I mean, that is one that I have. So the idea behind it is that, you know, if it's worth doing, then it's probably worth, you know, doing halfway. And, you know, that can be like, well, if you can't do all the dishes, at least do some of the dishes. You know, if you can't if you can't clean your whole house, like just clear off a surface, you know, um, because it will at least be better. And. You know, I I try and stay on top of things, but sometimes you just look around and it's like, this is a lot. So, um, uh, if it wasn't on the show, it's it's on it now. (laughs) It's on it now, and that's the important part. Someone else can discover it and and be like, or or I'm going to get five emails going, that's actually from, which is fine. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Credit where it's due, sure. Um, Yeah, absolutely. uh, Because I'm clearly not remembering where it's from then, but... Yeah, that one I have found to be really helpful along with, you know, perfect being the enemy of the done in terms of, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't, you know, if I get, like, a couple of pages written or even a couple of paragraphs written, that's better than not having written anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it is so true when you're in... Like my my industry, my business, the software side of things, where I can watch 
you know, my senior designers and architects and, and engineers and whatever bike shed all day long because they need to make sure every detail is absolutely perfect before we release it into the world. And I'm like, stop. We will never be done if you're so worried about this, you know. Um, or I yell at my manager to say, can you make them stop because they are, it is an endless loop and they're not going anywhere. We're never going to mm-hmm. finish this. You know? Yeah. So, All I right. think that's pretty much it for the advice. So you ready for the failure question? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Badly, but I'm getting better. Um, I used to really freak out. Like I would just go over, oh, go over the mistake in my mind, just over and over again, and it would just, I would dwell on it, um, ruminate. Um, but um, at one point, I I knew that wasn't good for me, so I I stepped back and I started looking at at things and it's like, what are the actual consequences of this? And yeah, yeah. You know, fortunately I, my life is fairly low stakes in terms of, (laughs) you know, both my job and my hobbies. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, fighting fires or saving lives or, you know, mistakes are relatively low stakes. And that means that the consequences are not that serious. And um, that has been helpful in terms of being like, okay, this was a mistake. I'm going to try not to do that again, but the actual consequences are not that bad. And I think some of those consequences that in my head were like, people are going to be mad at me. People are going to be like, but that never, like, that didn't happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I think some, uh, I did have to sort of stop and look at things and be like, well, are they as mad at you as you were afraid of? And, you know, and I, I say that now having done it, it was not, I don't want to make it seem like that's easy to do. If, you know, if anyone listening is a person who does kind of have that thing where the, the brain weasels go in circles. Like, I don't want to minimize that. It's just, and, you know, still, I won't say it never happens, but I think. Yeah, no. Learning to step back. You know, 40 years later and, and, you know, a couple years on medication and I, you know, still have that. I can't believe I said this in the sixth grade to that one girl. Believe me, it. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, hey, brain, why are you digging this up to make oh, me yeah. feel bad over something else? And, you know, that, you know, but, you know, it was something I, I had to learn to do. Sergey, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I know. Come on over. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> leaves us right to the, um, to the, uh, the fun question. At least yeah. I hope it's fun. Do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how? I'm bad at that, too. I mean, I know that's not... I know a lot of people say that. Um, I I think it's really easy to 
just immediately refocus on the next thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I've written a story. Okay, it's time to write the next one. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I've done this task. Okay, it's time to go on to the next one. Um, I have been trying to slow down and, you know, um, and actually enjoy those moments when I have finished something. It's a work in progress. Um, For a little while in my bullet journal, I would try and write down whenever I actually accomplished something. And this year I made it to the middle of February, which is when my birthday is. And apparently then I stopped counting and it's like, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know i i i do try and tell friends um like hey i just did this even if sometimes um my best friend will sometimes get texts from me like i did a chore with an exclamation point or i did the dishes (laughs) um because sometimes you need to do that (laughs) yeah 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 I am. Um, I discovered on um, we're, we're I'm using Monday.com to manage a project, right? Mm-hmm. And I discovered that much like um, oh, which which one was it? Asana, I think it was that when you when you finish a project or whatever, you get a unicorn on the screen. Oh. Um, every, every time you mark a task done on Monday, little balloons go across the little done button so i'm like okay that's that's that makes me feel a little better about checking things off mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i could yes yeah. that definitely fun i will probably have more on monday.com in a couple episodes because i'm still playing with it and seeing you know Good corporate, good personal, maybe? No, maybe? No, we'll find out. So, <laughs> mm. Interesting. I I think I have heard of Monday.com, but it's not really ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, those are all the questions. Woohoo! Woohoo! Is there anything... Tell, tell people where to find fun things on the internet. Or is there something you want to promote? Or sure. Before um, we ask that last the, the the question that I forgot to prep before, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> um. So I, I guess the thing I would really love to promote is the podcast that I've been working on, which is uh, Principia Prepostera. Um. You can. Um, it's available on Apple, uh, Spotify, and Google, or you can go to preposterra.com. Uh, that is pretty much it. I am pretty active on Twitter and uh, and Instagram. Um, I'm a Kanamala on both of those. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and um, I know that you do charities. Um, yeah, that was the thing that I was going to say is next is, um, is there a charity you'd like us to promote or have our listeners support? Um, so I, I am a volunteer for Philly Paws, um, which is mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Animal Welfare Society. So uh, that's phillypaws.org. Okay. Um, 
And if you prefer to support someone more local, then, you know, your local animal shelter or rescue group probably also needs help um, wherever you, the listener, are. Hi, listeners. Right. Um, you could also, <laughs> if you wanted to, donate or support your local library, because I know during the pandemic, a lot of them have had to go to digital things that cost money and, you know. I'm very big on public libraries. Yeah, no. Um, I I have many fond memories of going to the library as a kid um, mm-hmm. and spending time in libraries. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you on that one. Groovy cool. Oh, that's, that's it. That's everything. This was a lot of fun to do. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. And... Um, and before I go, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a while. But uh, so, so for the people at home, <clears throat> remember, we'll be right back after this. That is so cool. Shaw the cat is rolling around on his back, presenting his belly for rubbing. It is not a trap, because Shaw is a very weird, very sweet little cat. And occasionally he's also, like, because he's rolling around under my monitor. My monitors are arms, so that I can kind of move and focus them a lot better than just, like, a regular stand. Um, So he's rolling around, and he's under the monitor, and every so often he's just, like, sort of batting at the screen. uh, Which is, you know, a little different from some of his more excessive bits where uh, he's been known to come up and just sit here staring at like chicken cam and then like doing the paw dig trying to get into <laughs> um he or chasing the mouse around that way um anyway uh i want to thank anju for um coming on it was absolutely fantastic to talk to her and to break out the reverend Mord voice which i hadn't done in a very long time I, you did it once briefly on uh, uh, for a convention I was that, at. When but that, I was, that was after con. this. Oh, was oh, was, this. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, no, this is that we. I recorded this. Like I said, I recorded this back in July. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Rain. Um, so yeah. Linear time. Yeah. No. So I. I. I want to thank um, Anju for reminding me of how much fun it can be to be that to 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 be that character every oh, so yeah. often. Um, so yeah, so we have a, uh, a, a word for this week. Yes. The we badge a, code, a badge code. Our badge code this week is concerts. Go to productivityalchemy.com yes. and enter that badge code and you will find out all sorts of exciting things like what badge codes are, how to do them, why we like them. There are links. Yeah. 
yeah. Go forth, do that. But the other thing you might see there is a support link, which will talk about things like Patreon and coffee and ways to give us money. Don't. Yeah, we're we're doing great at the moment. Yeah. No problems. Uh, yeah. You know, if you can find a way to give us more time, then yes, donate that. But money, we're fine <laughs> for the moment. Yes. We will tell you if that changes. But uh, there are other people who need a lot worse than we do right now. And what are our charities for? So uh, the first, first and foremost, uh, the uh, number one charity is phillypaws.org, which is an animal rescue in Philadelphia. It's local to Anjou and a big supporter. Excellent. So, and we love, we do love animal rescues. And if you don't want to give to the one specifically in Philly, give to your local animal rescue. Yep. Um, and the other thing is to to uh, support your local libraries. Yes. Like they still have to. It, like booksellers do not give books to libraries for free, and they still have to pay for books. They have to pay for staff. They have to pay. Some cases they have to pay for rent. They don't even own the building they're in. Um, they so, have to keep the lights on. Yeah. yeah. And equipment, computers. There are lots of people who can only use a computer at the library. At the library, yeah. yeah so so. Um, support your local library. Uh, that's that's the other one for yes. this week. So, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, been a fantastic, fantastic week. It's been just so exciting to be planning out the next several episodes that y'all are just going to love. And I want to thank everybody who's volunteered so far because you are all amazing. And if you are getting down because the, the world is very scary, you know, out there, uh, we understand. I am freaked out and mad and scared too. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's okay. You are not failing by feel, feeling that way. So, yeah. and you know, just, I mean, Sometimes I just go outside and I stare at chickens. Yeah. Aha, I hadn't mentioned chickens once during the live portions of this episode, so there you go. Uh, you did mention Shaw pawing at the chickens. At the chicken cam. Okay, yes. you got yeah. me on that one. Uh, but d if you can do something constructive to help the situation, do yeah. it, and then you mm -hmm. can step away until you have the, the spoons to do another constructive thing. It's, it's yep. okay. Doom scrolling is, is not. not only hurts you. It only hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that. Uh, go out there, do your best this week, and um, try to stay productive. Whatever that may look like for you. Yes.